This weekend, I am going to be in Aspen, Colorado, not California, you dumb dumb, uh, performing for the Aspen Comedy Festival. Man, am I excited. Trevor Noah's going to be there. Norm MacDonald's going to be there. Taylor Tomlinson's going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm performing on February 21st at the Wheeler Opera House at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are available on my website at adamraycomedy.com. So come out and see your boy in Aspen, Colorado. If you live nearby, make a quick trip over. It's one of the biggest, best festivals in the world, and it's three days only. I'm performing on Saturday the 21st um, at 7.30 at the Wheeler Opera House. So come see me. And then next weekend, coming home to Seattle, kind of, Performing at the Chalet Theater in Enumclaw, Washington. Never been to Enumclaw. Knew about it growing up as a kid. But uh, excited to bring some laughter and joy to the people of the Claw. Because God knows you fucking need it. Because you live in Enumclaw. But I'm fired up to come. Going to stay out there that night. Live it up with the uh, local townspeople. And, uh, and, and show me what you guys got. And why you should uh, be deserving of, of more People come into your fucking city. I am fired up. It's going to be great. Probably kick it home for a couple of days after that. And then the following weekend, I'll be in San Francisco, my favorite club in the world, the Punchline Comedy Club, where I recorded my album, Read the Room, which is available on Spotify and iTunes. And you can watch the full thing on YouTube uh, at my Adam Ray YouTube channel. That'll be uh, March 4th through the 7th in San Francisco at the Punchline. All these tour dates and ticket info, uh, information available at adamraycomedy.com. Um... Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, okay? Click the subscribe button on YouTube, on, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your family. We've got a lot of great guests coming up, man. We've got a lot of great guests, including today's. So let's fucking get into it. Let's start the show. Pachow! I never expected to see 30, man. And like, I remember being like eight years old and thinking, dude, I'm like, I calculated like when year 2000 was when I was eight in the eighties, like, like year 2000 was like this, this crazy idea. I remember calculating, I'll be 25. Like I'll never be 25. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are we going yet? Yeah, we're going, man. Okay, good. Uh, Welcome back to ALN with our guest, uh, third, third or fourth time guest. Um, is your first time sans dwarf yeah i think uh it might be it's either third or fourth yeah um welcome back the uh, peanut gallery mark the captain of the gallery with our uh first mate sandy danto by the way looking like a first mate <laughs> yeah, yeah so i'm old sea captain about. yeah <laughs> so do you do your reads <clears throat> at the beginning or intermittently uh read them pre-show and then uh all kind of, of them pre-show like Roman. yeah 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 okay <clears throat> and then they'll kind of be uh, spliced in. Okay. In yeah. And you said that there's one of them is for a, a hotline for depression. Called BetterHelp. Yeah. For like anxiety, uh, anger. Is, it, is that a suicide fetishes. prevention hotline? I don't think they designate themselves just for that, but that's one of the uh, elements okay. that they say you can call for. Good. Because um, I like, like I said, I don't know if we were recording already, but I think that suicide prevention hotlines are totally idiotic because I believe that somebody who's actually serious about killing themselves would never call a suicide Stop to pick prevention. up the phone. Right. I mean, and, and I say this from like, from the perspective of a guy 
who has like wasted all kinds of time with suicidal ideation, you know, and like I specifically take uh, a drug called Zoloft yeah. for that. Like I just find that the actual, like if, I, if I'm not taking Zoloft, then like a very minor disturbance will take my head straight to, I got to kill myself. You know, what? like I, I feel that, I, yeah, I feel that way. And like if somebody brings you like, I don't know, soup without a spoon like what no, sort of thing not, has like to... uh if it's like oh my like i like what were the i remember I, maybe not a minor one like but i remember like when when i was like arrested on the crane and so i remember that was one oh, yeah. like i was like what like i can't fucking you know just it's like i yeah, just can't, get in your head i, I get really fucking there, there's just like i what i should have done it's like write down like whatever anything that, that took me to that dark place write down what it was so that later i could reflect on how absolutely like trivial all that shit do you, was. do you know people that have called or, or and have uh, i've never known but anyone yeah. called but like and, and i know that i was never like in any way serious about actually killing myself because it was always so important to me like 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 how uh what like how the rest of the world like finds out or doesn't find out or yeah. like where the you know like I'm too involved in like the post death part to like be at all, at all serious about the death part. Yeah. You know, like, like I remember whiling away like hours at night. I couldn't sleep at night, like in rehab. And I was just in this depression, like, you know, all this chemical imbalance stuff. And, and I was like, okay, I'm like uh, a way that I, the way that I think I could kill myself is carbon monoxide, you know, like with the car, carbon monoxide myself to death. But I, I don't want to like do it where it can be found and like, you know, I don't want to be found. I want to just mysteriously disappear. And so I was like, all right, this is what I'll do. I'll, I'll rent a fucking cube truck, like a, a U-Haul cube truck. So the actual car that I'm carbon monoxiding myself with is just driven up, is parked in the back of the cube truck. So then I can have the hose from the exhaust of the cube truck, as well as the hose from the exhaust of the car, both double time into the into the car and it's all and it's all sealed up but You're like suicide it, macgyver right <laughs> but the the cube truck itself has to be uh um like parked in in front of a, a body of water right right like now of course it's on because it's got to generate the carbon monoxide but it's it's parked in front of a body of water with like a gigantic block of ice that's like on the brake so that it's position like parked like driving like a motherfucker like and, and uh but then it gives me time so that when i'm carbon monoxide then the ice melts and once it's melts then the truck will drive itself into the water where like i'll never be found because i'm underwater <laughs> at the bottom of this body of water you know like dude this is why you're so good with these stunts at jackass it's like <laughs> listen to the elaborate yeah. detail and planning like <laughs> if they ever reboot peewee's playhouse you need to be on the like writing staff because you know he had all those weird contraptions where it was like right, and right, then the right, chicken right. like fucks the chair and the chair raises its arms and, and like the makes the bacon the, yeah right same as the uh beginning of back to the future yeah. you know there there is a peewee's uh peewee hermit like peewee's playhouse reboot that that do that that uh was it paul rubens yeah has been aggressively trying to sell and and what it is is uh, a dark twist on Pee-wee's like uh, big adventure where he the like, Pee-wee like moves out to L.A. to like make it big time. Yeah. 
And, uh, but like just gets in all kinds of trouble with drugs and alcohol. And like, it's oh, like super, shit. super dark version of so it. So kind of like the real story of what happens. I, I, I mean, I guess. I'm like, I don't know. I think that. Mark wants to play his little brother. <laughs> to me, that sounds. David Pee-wee's Herman. halfway house. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy yeah. Danza with the first zinger of the peanut gallery. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I love it. But like, and my buddy was telling me about this because he had just heard it. And apparently he's like pretty like, you know, yeah. pretty out there, like trying to pitch it. And, and my buddy's like, dude, Pee Wee Herman at this point, the dude is 67 years old. And like for the budget that he wants to be made for, which is like just not realistic in no. any universe for anyone who makes movies, like so many millions of dollars of said budget, he says need to be allotted to the anti-aging technology, like they use in the Irishman. Oh shit! God. He's like because it's kind of like, make him look like he was a, a kid again, more. Right, 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 right. Because I no think, one wants to see an old guy like that. And, I guess. And then and then dude said, my buddy told me that he he says I've been sitting on this script. Since I wrote this script in 1990, and and uh, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, well, there's a red flag. That, you know? yeah. and, and my my buddy said he told him in this meeting that that oh, you're gonna have to revise the script because 1990, and he's nope, it does not need to be revised at all. And and I guess they're gonna, <laughs> I guess they're gonna Just like defiant. the maybe, word of the day is maybe maybe it takes place no revisions. In Maybe it takes place in 1990, you know? Like, yeah. who knows? That, that could work great for me. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, and, I, like, and, I and, and if this is getting back to, I think his name is Paul Rubens. Yeah. Or Ruben. Rubens. Ah, uh, okay. I just think, dude, I want to I want to see this movie made, bro. And I, I'm urging you, Paul, to be more realistic about the budget. You know, it's not 16 million. <laughs> it's not, it's just no. not gonna happen. Also, how much it, does he have a bow tie budget? Is that why it's so? <laughs> yeah. Like, what know. is really gonna cost that much that Pee Wee wants? Maybe he wants CGI. And, and and I now I'm in my head thinking like like he's Paul Paul Rubin is like who. Who's the guy who's telling me who's, yeah. who's leaking? The and I will not. I will show up to his house and jerk off all over his. I, couch. I will not reveal my source. I will not. But I think that that everything, well, you know. everything is is accurate. That it'll all check out. You know? Well, they are rebooting up a storm. I mean, Rick Moranis just signed on to do uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids remake. How did your Ghostbusters? One no pun do? intended. What's that? How did your Ghostbusters one do? Oh, my Ghostbusters reboot. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for asking, Stephen. Um, you know, it it didn't... If I recall it, it made money. <clears throat> What's that? If I recall correctly, it was like, uh, you know, I remember... It was too much hype and too much uh, uh, expectations and then a lot of, like, slamming before anything even came out that just kind of... Look, I thought it was a really fun, entertaining movie. I remember it. I remember it as, like... You know, like people saying the fucking industry is so misogynistic, yeah. you know, and when you when you do something with women, nobody like, you know, and, and I've heard that about other stuff like uh, they, like uh, with the Birds of Prey one yeah. with Margot Robbie. And I think that was directed by a woman or something. Yeah. And they're like, like what, what happened? Well, the budget was huge. I don't think they made much of it like they didn't get it i think it made like 30 million in the yeah i mean and, and there was like, was like a, over 150 million budget and but what paul feig the director told me is he, he was a little frustrated because he's like i have my cut as director and then the Reitmans have their cuts and then dan Aykroyd had a cut and then sony had a cut so he was like at the end of the movie i didn't even know where the movie was that i that i made or sought out to made right um 
do you think, speaking of like getting the other side to do something, what if there was like an all female, uh, you know, jackass? Yeah. Oh God. Has that ever been? You, you can't do that. And, and, and it's pretty simple. Why? Because watching women get hurt will never be funny. And there's like a scientific reason for that. I don't know. My mom did a jump kick once in the hallway when I was like 10 because I told her I wanted uh, a new Ninja Turtle toy. And she's like, I got your Ninja Turtle right here. And she tried to do a jump kick and she fell. And it was the funniest shit I've seen probably in the right. last 20 years. But, but the thing, like, it, it all boils down to like the physiology, like the, the, the biology, the, like, yeah. like we... Are, are programmed like basically to, to have more empathy towards a gal when some sort well, of yeah and it's it's more specifically um what do you call it uh testosterone and uh for women what's the estrogen estrogen, estrogen. And boy what if i didn't know that what if i was like uh yeah hormones my dog. hormones my dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a hormone uh, AD. yeah and, and like testosterone as a hormone like i think is is like the the fuel that drives us to be providers to be macho protectors yeah. you know like that's like that that's sort of the the male role is to be macho provider protector and so to see the macho tough you know dude like fail and get hurt is just kind of funny yeah and with estrogen like women are you know sort of like, like loving you know like mother mothering nursing caring right and like to see like like this you know this um like the organism of caring and like to be hurt is no it's not cool so maybe how about then if it's more of a tougher cast of gals maybe female bodybuilders yeah, that's the twist <laughs> or it's, uh, it, it's just a tough one like it a, is. A guy, or just gwyneth paltrow she's the only one getting hurt right goop presents jackass yeah. <laughs> if if it was like a viable idea it would have happened I think that there's, you're right. There's it would have happened right at you know right after Jackass truly was taking over the world. Right. Yeah. Um, so back to suicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's like you know now like in in these times with like you know there this ideation whatever again it's never like serious about it it was just like this this dark place that i would just derive this perverse pleasure from like just like fantasizing and all this you know ideology and uh you know the the thing like of course i wasn't serious because i was so so involved in what happened after i died and that's not like that's totally counterintuitive right. to the idea but i did get get it like you know far enough down the rabbit hole Never would I have called like a suicide prevention. That wasn't the idea. Yeah. I'll tell you what prevented me like about every, like when it was the, my most like, okay, I got to fucking, I'm dead. You know, I, I did it. I did a, a Google search on like the most effective, like ways, the best ways to kill yourself. And I found Isn't it insane that Google will like be like, <laughs> yeah. hey, here you go. Like, yeah. well, should there be something? Dude, that should be Bing's like contrast in their advertising being like, hey, we're well, not going to help you fucking kill you. Like, but, but that's the thing, dude. This this was the most preventative thing I've ever seen. Wow. This is because I was like, and there is totally a website that that that, that, that like gives you everything. Object, that objectively. And it even says, right, I forget what the website's called, but a simple Google search will reveal it. And it says objectively at the top, like, hey, look, this website is not pro-suicide. It's not anti-suicide. You know, like, we're just here to give you the facts. You know, you make your own decision. I think that's pretty pro. 
Well, the thing is, when you get into it, it's like there's there's no good fucking way to do it. That's the thing. Like, you, you, there's a whole like they're like you know here's this information. If you're really serious about it, we you know like we want to help you be like do it to do it like you know we want to just inform you. They're, it, they're objective. They're not biased one way or the other. Are they trying to also spell it out so detailed that like you um you know, that they almost make it so clear that you're reading it and it, you get so specific that you're like, all right, well, this seems awful. I definitely don't want to, like, well, you no, almost no, that, know here, too here's much. Here's what's awful. Like, they have categories on the, you know, and they have, like, statistic. Like, uh, there's all different, like, they're like, like, like if, you're, if you're really serious, but, but just, you know, we're not going to tell you not to. We're not going to tell you. We're not either one way or the other. But if you are thinking about it, it is worth considering, like, the loved ones. You know, they, they're like, you know, giving like arguments for, you know, yeah. they're, they're a little yeah, yeah. bit helpful, but not like in any preachy or pushy way. They're not telling you what to do. They're saying, maybe you want to think about this. And then they have a section of the website, which is um, like statistically the, the effectiveness rate of, and that's, that's where they really get, you know, also like, if you're going to do this, like do consider that it's, 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 it could be a real pisser to, to, to fail in your attempt and wind up like as a vegetable that needs to be like taken care of, you know, wow, like around yeah. the clock for the rest of the because that's, that's a real thing, you know, like, and so they go down they, they I think they list like, it's not a hundred, but it's the list is long and they're like ranked by the most effective like ways to kill yourself and like the the number of people that have <laughs> the like, suicide attempt power <laughs> yeah, dude, the, the, yeah now that's what dude, i call suicide volume 20 dude it's fascinating jesus it's fascinating as fuck and like yeah, it, it sounds it very, like it. it very quickly reveals that they that the only way to do it like uh is in a u-haul on a block of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nah dude that's like dude carbon monoxide is woefully like yeah. not especially because you have to have like a car from the fucking seventies or something to have enough emissions Plus, to yeah, like really be, yeah. a, you know, like a car that's, that's, that's like uh this, you know, like state of the art is like, it's not going to happen. I tried to kill myself with a Tesla. It didn't fucking, <laughs> fucking Elon Musk. <laughs> Where does light yourself on fire rank? Uh, fire's bad, dude. Fire. Oh, 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 they rank them by the most pain too. Fire's yeah, they, gotta they, be up there. They, they rank it by the most pain. Fire's fucking awful. Like that's definitely a fear of mine. Is like I don't know, getting tied up and have somebody pour gasoline yeah, on me and then it's been years. do that thing with the match being like, and I, it's not even the being on fire. It's getting to watch them and not being able to fight back when they go like three point shot. You know, and yeah. fucking flick the match yeah. on you. Like and then, you're in the movie, movie Face Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid Nicolas Cage is going to kill me. It's, it's been a long time since I looked at it, but I remember now there was, um, there was totally like most painful, you know? And I think that they rank them. There's like, for each method, there's like the effectiveness, like the number of people who have actually done it successfully. Yeah. And, and dude, like the, the number, oh, plus uh, of, of the population that actually successfully kill themselves, do you know what the statistics are? One in 100,000. The odds of dying of suicide, and maybe it's going up. Maybe there's like like lulls and, you know, there's like hot peaks and valleys. But in general, one in 100,000 people successfully kill themselves. 
Damn. Not a lot. I like that this all started with, I haven't gone too far down the rabbit hole. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no, I went down the rabbit hole for sure. Uh, like, uh, what is, what, uh, to shift gears for a second here. Yeah. What, what are your, because you're very uh, prominent on YouTube and we were just talking about uh, off yeah. mic how big your channel is getting and the, the upgrades you're about to make with partnering with uh, full screen. Well, no, I already did that. Okay. I, I've got the partnership with, uh, with full but screen. But the content uh, upping. The, right, right. Like, uh, I'm in mean like uh, whatever. I've been on hiatus with yeah. YouTube, yeah, yeah. and uh, and I'm gearing up for a whole, you know, a whole deal. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Man, it's good to be back. And you know what? The best part about being back is sharing the goodies with you, the fans. I love candles, okay? You know from listening to this podcast, we've always had candles living around the apartment, and now my new place. And um, I'm tired of buying the bullshit candles from the store. I want some personal touch. I want something handmade. So that's why I found Hangover Candle Company. That's right. Homemade by a bartender in Fort Collins, Colorado. He's a big comedy fan, podcast fan. Reached out, said, I love the pod. Would love to send you some candles. I'm like, I'm not comfy giving you my address. He's like, come on, trust me. I was like, all right, let's roll the dice. Boom. Now I've got fucking 40 different flavors of Hangover Candle Company candles in my place. Um, They're... Cut, sanded, poured, packed, and shipped, all by him. Um, and you can choose from over 200 different containers, okay, to build your candle in. And over 40 different scents to create your own uh, smell. You can customize your own scent. Shit, man, they've got flavors like uh, fucking root beer, apple pie, cinnamon stick, coffee, fresh cut grass, uh, hazelnut, lavender, leather, maple syrup, peach, pine, sandalwood, spearmint, sea breeze, vanilla bean, watermelon. Go to Hangover Candle Co., uh, on Etsy, okay? Go to Etsy, type in Hangover Candle Co. It'll pop up the shop and then pick your candles and then use the promo code ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. 25%. Hangover Candle Co. is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, but again, go to Etsy, type in Hangover Candle Co., find the candles and the smells you want, create your own, and then use ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. I love candles. They're great for any occasions, bar mitzvahs, circumcisions, uh, fucking weddings, funerals, gender reveal parties, uh, divorce parties, uh, coming out parties, coming in parties, coming parties. These candles are the shit, and they're my fave, and I want you guys to have them. So type in Etsy. Dot com and then type in Hangover Candle Co. and uh, and pick your candles and use ALN25 at checkout for 25% off. All right? Start smelling better. Start looking better. Start feeling better. Okay? Because everybody farts and candles are a great way to get rid of that. And now back to the episode. Do you have YouTube rabbit holes? I think we all do. And I'd like to hear everybody's. Sure. Like, let's say you're by yourself in Sacramento and it's 2 in the morning and you can't sleep and there's nothing open. It's and not somebody, really Does rabbit. somebody need to send you a link and then that clicks on something that takes you somewhere else? Or do you just go, what have I not seen in a while? Like for me, it's like dad, dad's fighting at sports games in the stands. That to me is some of the funniest, most violent, saddest shit ever. And I can't stop watching it. And then that'll take me to animal fights. And then that'll take me to bum fights. Next thing you <laughs> oh, know, Oh yeah, it's dude, you're, you're, you're terrible, dude. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> bum fights and animal fights? That's well, the animal fights don't end in, uh, by the way, none of them end in like, crazy it's just like a quick you know like the honey badger more of a yeah. scuffle more of a, more of a scuffle more of a bum scuffle <laughs> yeah tussle like a, yeah. a tussle like somebody will hit somebody in the face with like a bag of coins a kerfuffle why does everything that ends with uffle kind of like funny and cute <laughs> yeah yeah snuffle up against kerfuffle scuffle um, do you have a, uh, a hole? I, you know like with, for me youtube i just have kind of topics that like my feed is is all ufc 
Like I love everything you do. UFC. How do you become homies with Dana White? Ah, man, it's uh, what a crazy friendship. He me on. I met him like many years ago. I, I was like presenting some like Ultimate Fighting Award in uh, 2010. I think that's the first time I met him, and he was like, "Yo, if you ever want to go to a fight, here's my ear, my email." Like it was just like he's just a bro like that, you wow. know. And uh, he, I discovered at one point that he was following me on Instagram, and I was so psyched. So I, uh, I, I just hit him up. I was like, "Yo, dude, I'm gonna be in Chicago at the, like at the same time as this pay per view event. Like, is it?" And guys? and dude, when you get tickets for from Dana White, like you're. Like you're getting sweat. He like, offers like, you if you want to fight first, and then he's like, "Or do you just want to sit down and watch it?" Well, no, he doesn't want me to fight. I was gonna say, really? He doesn't want me to fight. Like as soon as I found out that about the Justin Bieber challenging Tom Cruise to a UFC fight in the octagon, <laughs> like I was like, I already had, I had like a I wanted list. that so bad. I was planning my own podcast, which I'm finally like really, yes. you know, uh, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm like banking content for that for a simultaneous launch of YouTube and podcasts every other week, yeah, one of each. We just watched the trailer. It's fucking epic. Well, thanks, man. In, in the RV. Yeah. And um, so I had questions for uh, Dana White, like all yeah. mapped out, because I figured I could, you know, I could get get a podcast with him. And my first question for Dana White, which I wrote down before hearing about the Justin Bieber, Tom Cruise thing was, hey, Dana, how has there never been like uh, like a celebrity version of uh, of like the ultimate fighter. Yeah. You know, they've like they make reality shows about the fighters like, you know, living together, fighting everything. How you know, if you've got celebrity boxing has been going on forever. How has there never been celebrity MMA? And I wrote down that question, it was sitting there waiting to get asked, and then all of a sudden I just hear the Tom Cruise Justin Bieber thing. And I'm like, Oh so like and it just so happened that like later that week uh, I got uh, Dana White's assistant reached out to me saying, hey, Dana wants to invite you to the season premiere of the Contender Series in Vegas. Are you down? And I was like, fucking A, am I down? And I'm like, dudes, pack up the fucking van. Get the fucking podcast equipment. Come on, let's go. And so so I went and, and I got Dana White into the podcast van. Holy and shit. I said, Dana... Uh, I heard about this Justin Bieber, Tom Cruise thing, and I am reasonably sure that Tom Cruise is afraid of Justin Bieber, but I am not. <laughs> and I want you to put on the Justin Bieber versus Steve-O fight in the octagon. And I'll tell you why it's going to be a hit, because Justin Bieber can throw a punch. Can he? And I can take one. <laughs> and he says, that's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> and I'm like, but dude, come on, man. Like people will be psyched, dude. dude he's like, I'm getting I, he's, hard just thinking about it. He says, he says, I don't know what commission would ever like what, cause it's all uh, athletic yeah. commissions. He's yeah. like, you would have to set that up in like Mississippi or Southern Alabama. Fine. I'm like, whatever. Dude, they got an arena. Care. And I was like, my girl and I, we want to like open up our own animal sanctuary. Yeah. And so like all of this money, like I would just take a beating to take all that money and, and help animals would, with huh? it. Yeah. So you're convinced you would, you would lose? I mean. Is Bieber that scrappy? I mean, dude, he's like. I mean, now he looks He's like, never worked. He has dude, all this time to work out. I'm sure he, he's. You know, he, yeah. He's known to train and be bros with Floyd Mayweather. He's like walked Mayweather out to the ring. 
like he's like he's there's footage of him like training like the dude's like he's he's pretty legit i think that he could like uh it's so funny that he was like challenging Tom Cruise of all people. Who's like, yeah, 55. what happened? Where does that Cruise beef? Begin? Yeah, where'd that come from? I don't know, dude. Maybe Just... he got rejected from Scientology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll show you. I mean, I don't know, but but yeah, Dana White wanted nothing to do with me versus Beaver. Oh man, did he tell you about any I, other? I really, but I bullied him. I kept with the Beaver. Like, of course, it's a great idea. I bullied him. I was like, but dude, okay, it, but we can make it happen. And I got him to shake on on camera. <laughs> but I know it's never gonna happen. Did he? Did he? Uh, like reference any other like pitches like that? Like I'm sure people have been like, dude, The Rock versus Stallone. Uh, dude, dude, I actually went into the thing with uh, with a bracket deal ready for i was like okay like uh mickey Rourke versus wesley snipes who wins i had like chuck norris versus steven seagal who wins like a whole bracket a good one whole bracket deal and uh who else did i have like uh stallone versus schwarzenegger and all like today present day stallone versus schwarzenegger who wins like uh you know all dolph lundgren versus uh willis john claude van damme because ah. <laughs> they're both european like uh and, and it was uh Bruce Willis was in there, and uh, Phil Jackson versus Doctor Phil. No, no, yeah, but they yeah. had to be action heroes. Action heroes, like, oh, okay. so, you know. So Bruce Willis, Dolph Lundgren, like uh, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Chuck Norris. You know, I had them all. Jackie Chan. Uh, I didn't have. Should have. I should have. But but um, <laughs> I didn't have. So I didn't have railing them. in his tub. <laughs> so I didn't have them all. But but every every time Dolph Lundgren came up, he said Dolph Lundgren's too big. This is too big. And then, like, so Dolph Lundgren became <coughs> Dana White's bracket, brackets down to the winner gotcha. was Dolph Lundgren. And yeah, I said, yeah. all right, so now that we've got that, like, who wins between Dolph Lundgren and The Rock? He's like, The Rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, I think he's always going to win. That was, like, the joke was that you narrowed down to the most bad and then The Rock, of course. What, what is the energy like? I've never been to a live UFC fight. I went to Monday Night Raw for the first time, like, three years I, I, ago. I, dude, I'll tell you what it's like, dude. Like... When, also, if you're getting the VIP experience, I mean, dude, like when <clears throat> when the fighters are positioned such that one of the poles in front of you is obstructing your view of the actual fighting, and you have to tilt your head back to watch on the jumbotron, it's uncomfortable for your neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you do stand you know? no chance against Bieber if that hurts you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Oh my I sprain my neck in the audience. <laughs> 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 right, right. No, no, dude. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Is it like a pre-party and a posting? Like, does Dana White just lay out the uh, the glitz and glam? He, like, uh, he seems like a Dan Bilzerian type guy. Not Dan Bilzerian, because Dan Bilz Bilzerian or Blizzarian. Who's that? Do you know him? Bilzerian. I've, I, I see him at the fights. I see Dan Bilzerian at the fights. I just saw him at the McGregor fight. Wow. Does he sit in a hot tub in the stands or what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan Bilzerian has this like, I mean, nothing against it. but no, he's, he's like created like, a life for himself. Yeah. He's like kind of playboy, you know? Yeah. Like there's playboy and then there's baller. You know, like, yeah. you'll never see Dana White, like, trying to, like, flex, like, chicks all over him or anything. Because that's not, like, he's yeah. more classy. He's yeah. a classier baller. Right. Than where, and not to say Dan Bilzerian's wrong, but he's like, I'm kind of sleazy. I got chicks all over me. Yeah, I can't, you know? I, uh, too many chicks. I got too many. Guns uh, and chicks <clears throat> and bombs. Guns like, and chicks and bombs and butts and, like, and, bu and butt bombs. And yeah. it, it, right. Did, did, did something happen to Bilzerian to where he was like, somebody was like, you'll never have so many guns and chicks that you 
don't know what to do with. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I'll show you. Fuck yeah, it. And, and I'm not mad at Dan Bilzerian, but I will say that when he was on Joe Rogan, like I did listen to like that, that checked out that whole thing. Yeah. And I had to turn it off because I felt like it was starting to threaten my sobriety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. You know, my sexual sobriety, my sure. chemical sobriety. Everything. Like, I just, I, I got myself way too, like... You want to go back in the ring. Dude, <laughs> yeah. it's just, they, he, he had me way too bombed on, like, the straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you know well, that he actually had pecs implants put on his back so the girl behind him has something to hold on to, too? Do you know I don't, what? I don't he had pec that... implants on the on his back, so the girl behind him has something to look at too. Are you serious? No. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going for that. Is uh, what what does his voice sound like? Um, like not, this. I mean, that's nah. what I would hope. Now, nah, Dan Bilzerian, I don't think that there's anything particularly notable yeah. about about his voice. And uh, I mean, fuck, power to him, man. Like, power I to think, him. Yeah, power to him, dude. Is uh, is there something with um? starting a podcast that because you've pretty much like now dabbled your foot with stand up probably being the biggest like oh I can't believe I jumped into that world dude doing I just it. had this conversation about it because like I said I'm I'm going to be putting up podcasts simultaneously with YouTube videos and I'm going to launch the whole deal with the untold story of Steve-O's skateboarding career you know, loosely using the word career. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I was going to be like, I had a rollerblading career. No one's asking yeah. about that story. Right, but, but skateboarding is such a huge part of, of my of my yeah. story. Like, it's, skateboarding is what led me to the video camera. And I was, like, sponsored at a time. Like, I really, this company called uh, XYZ, the company called Duffs. Initially, it was a company called Bezo. Like, whatever. And, I, I like, it, it, it quickly turned more into I was sponsored by skateboard companies for lighting myself on fire and drinking bong water but i was sponsored nonetheless <laughs> right and skateboarding was a big influence and, and I, I have sort of intermittently documented skateboarding over the last 30 years so to celebrate 30 years since i produced my first skateboard video i went all out like got together with tony hawk and like did the try to recreate this stunt from like when i was a kid and i got it's broken insane. off and it's a rad video i think it's going to perform really well and then that's going to at the end i'm going to tease like you know let's fucking actually go on the topic of skateboarding my first podcast with tony hawk and dude like i was I, amazing. I, I did it yesterday recorded it with him yesterday yeah. and the whole time i was like oh my god this is going so unbelievably well like i just can't even like there's like nothing to edit out <laughs> like yeah you know like if there was like a part where i was thinking ooh, maybe it's getting kind of slow it, it was when we were talking about the oscars like he was just at the oscars right like when when the fucking your experience at the Oscars is the slow part, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's nothing slow about it. So I was really stoked. And then to get to what you the point you just made, the video after that, after this relaunch, yeah. is gonna be called. I mean, working title. I've become what I hated. <laughs> I've become what I hated, and that's just gonna start off like just like dude for years. The most fucking annoying thing just about among the most annoying things you could possibly say to me is will you do my podcast like every fucking asshole and their mom has a fucking podcast yeah. with no fucking listeners and like and no that asshole has a podcast right yeah and 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 no i don't want to do your fucking podcast no i actually no i don't and i constantly just fucking 
just do it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Oh my God, I have the same fucking question. Tell them the, the same fucking stories. Like, I fucking hate it. And then, the, and like, everybody's got one. And I'm like, dude, then all of a sudden now, like, I'm going to have a podcast. Like, fuck, now I'm going to be the fucking <laughs> asshole who's, who's asking yeah. people, will you do my podcast? And I'm so uncomfortable about asking people, will yeah. you do my podcast, that that was where the idea to do it out of a van came. Because at least let me make this painless for you. Let me bring a dope-ass studio to you wherever is most convenient the where where and park when in their driveway right park in your driveway dude we'll be in and out like i'd love for it to live somewhere between 30 minutes and an hour but whatever like it, it, as at the very moment that you feel like this isn't fun just let's just tell me let's call it well you're already like, presenting a like much different approach and take on it which is going to be appealing but also and it's a natural hurdle that you'll get over of just trusting that these people that you want on are friends of yours or know you or right. like you or are interested enough to go <clears throat> oh man, Steve-O, even if I don't have the amount of rapport that, that I would usually want to go into something like this, like the setup seems dope and like I- Right, and, and, and I mean, I think like the idea you get some traction, you yeah. build some momentum, you're like, hey, you know, my guests have included such and such and such, you know, like you're in that good was, company. Yeah. But then again, like it is it is pretty uh, anxiety inducing to always be like, oh, who am I going to get? Who am I going to get? Like is the, like, the sourcing of, of guests like just a fucking like you're- being chased by an avalanche like have uh, you made a list i mean i have a list on the whiteboard yeah and i've got lines connected from the youtube video to the guest you know like Damn. who's your dream guest ah uh, my dream guest uh shoot i i don't know like uh i don't have um you know i don't have i can't definitely get everybody that i've written on the list but like I haven't written anybody unless like I feel like there's within the realm of like what's fairly reasonable. And it's gonna be all like celebs, actors, music, people in the biz, or gonna be like somebody that like I mean, you were in rehab with that like is back out I, now. If if it's gonna be someone who's not a celebrity, like, and and maybe it doesn't always have to be in the in the van, you know. Let it be at least like a death row inmate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Let it at least be a death row inmate, and yeah, you yeah. can't like the the. It's got to be someone on death row in a state other than California because California inmates are not legally allowed to appear on camera. Wow. Yeah, yeah they can't make money off their crime. I mean, yeah, who gives a shit about that? But you don't want to have that. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, legally. Yeah. You Ch could make, if you have death row inmates, you could get t shirts made that say, <laughs> I got. Crime. Yeah, yeah. You get shirts that say, I got furloughed for Steve O's podcast. No, it's, yeah. It's Charles Manson's thing. You try to write a book, and they're like, no, you can't write a book and make money off it. I think it's an actual law. Wow. I mean, I'm not a, uh, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, but well, not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, I don't But it was know. a children's book, so they didn't really want I don't know, right. but yeah. <laughs> But, but, but so I think a death row inmate would be interesting. Like, uh, how far would you be willing to drive? Oh, I mean, I don't know, Phoenix. <laughs> we, we've reached out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because there's this kid who's uh in prison for life. Um, and uh, I, I was like, when I first went to rehab, like, got connected, and, and his like juvenile, he killed a cop, and can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. But what's interesting is that because he killed a cop, that makes him in the prison gang hierarchy like the highest level of royalty. That's the most respected thing. So that there's no way to up. He's the Simba of prison. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's 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 like a don. Yeah. He's a don. Like, yeah. uh, so what what does that translate yeah, your, to? Your your crimes like put you on a on a, like a social 
fucking like like of course like child molester anything like crimes on women and children you're like the, 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 the body yeah you're male in fraud yeah you're first <laughs> people really <laughs> frown upon that <laughs> what is it male fraud, male fraud yeah you're it's a federal offense dude he goes molester male fraud <laughs> yeah if you're a male fra- right. fraud molester you're even below that now what does that translate to as far as like perks like if you are the simba of prison does that mean like? Well, I mean, it's actually like it, it's sort of a double-edged sword because, like, here, like this kid, I would be like kind of pen pals. He was uh, committed his crime. I think he was fourteen, and I and he was like sixteen when I was introduced to him. He had this juvenile like uh, counselor lady yeah. who would like let him in on her computer to like you know correspond with me. The idea being that like I was turning my life around, I was in rehab and I was on a positive tip yeah. and can I steer this kid like kind of in a more you know positive direction. And I think that we both like benefited from it like yeah. a great deal, but the, the the lady died. And so I lost touch with the kid. Fuck. Yeah, the, the lady died of like some rare illness. And uh, she didn't try to connect you before she passed. She couldn't like it wasn't legal to do so. Like uh, I wasn't ever allowed to know his name. And um, so this this was all in Arizona, in Phoenix. So like I I, I really do want to track down the kid. But I remember as as he approached like becoming adult, like his 18th birthday, like upon his 18th birthday, he was going to go from the juvenile you know, system yeah. into the adult system. And his his crime was so like, you know, prestigious for killing a cop that they already knew about him in the adult system and and were like eagerly anticipating his arrival so that they could report to him. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like that Holy kind of shit. Uh, what? So so there's so, and the lady before she died, she was like basically there's gonna be no way to keep him out of the gang system. And there are all kinds of perks. Like if he says, Yo, I don't like that dude, and then that dude is gonna like be handled. You know, like shit like that. Like but uh but at the same time, like when you're in the gang, you can't get out of the gang. Like it's all pretty yeah. gnarly stuff. And it's like really like the Aryan Brotherhood, because it's based on race so much. Like, so there's a lot of that. Kind of- yeah, I'm so fascinated by the prison system. I mean, you know, Scared Straight is my only true. Oh yeah, what about Sixty look? Days In? I haven't seen that. Oh my god, it's so gnarly. You guys watch Six- prison shows? Yeah. No. Okay, Sixty almost days exclusively. In. <laughs> okay, Sixty Days In. Break it down. They they take fucking normal people. And they and they're, they're, it's a reality show about normal people like assuming an identity of like some kind of a criminal to have like a cover story so that they can just go in and experience jail, real jail. And they're all filmed on on uh, on like uh, s- s- surveillance cameras. Yeah. But they do have like a crew that's in there and the crew that's in there is like under the you know like whatever like they're all oh, they're doing some kind of a documentary don't never mind them there's going to be cameras in here yeah, today yeah, yeah. but they never draw attention to the 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 character the cast members and these people sign up to be in jail for 60 days and they just and document the experience and some of them get their ass beat and they're and wait they're, they're amongst like, real prisoners yeah, they're in fucking legit jail. They're actually in fucking jail. It's on A and E. It's called Sixty Days In. It's like they it's just like, had season three come out. It's like undercover boss mixed with naked and afraid. 
That's a great bitch. I mean, dude. And Who like, are these people that are signing up for this? Are they just so starved people, for excitement? They're, they're people that want it. I mean, and they have like, they have these like fully implausible like reasons where they're like, you know, like I, I, uh, I just got divorced. I'm looking for a, I know my eat, pray, love. Something like, dude, they like they're like whatever your reason is for going to be on that fucking show, like it's questionable out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. you know? I kind of want to do it. I was in jail, jail <laughs> once, dude. Was, oh yeah, Mark was in jail once. One day, I, so I get arrested drinking and driving down in San Diego. Then I get brought to jail. They open up the cage. I go, this won't be too bad, I don't think. But first thing I see is toilet paper rolling, <laughs> a naked black guy chasing it. He picks it up, sits back down, looks at us over the lawn, goes. Toilet's broken. <laughs> and I was like, this is not going to be a good day. <laughs> so who yeah. cast that show? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. But dude, I like, then they keep getting away with it. You know, you would think it, it's just fucking fascinating. And they're all breaking these, down on there, I'm sure. Oh, they're breaking down like crazy. Because nobody. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a, a good week or two where you're like, I figured out like who to talk to, where to sit, there's, where like, to there's, be. There's no way for it to go well. Some people n manage it. Some people navigate it better than others. Has anybody gotten killed? Nobody's gotten killed. But one guy was just such an aggressive douche that, <laughs> like, he had to be he had to be like separated from the other like prisoners because he was just causing too much fucking problems. And and they locked him up in solitary confinement. And he's like, yo. And they're like, dude, we can't. Dude, my dad owns Kingdom. I'll fucking buy this fucking jail. <laughs> but they're like, dude, like we can't, you know, like the 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 nature of this like fucking deal that that you've signed on for does not mean that we start rewriting the rules of the prison. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. you're gonna deal with it. Like on some level, they're like not prisoners, but on some other level, they are. Like, say, for example, they are totally responsible for any infraction of the law that they. So it's completely within the realm of possibility that they that they commit a crime while they're in there for which they're totally like on the hook. You know, like one guy, I think, was like covering up uh, the surveillance camera. Oh, yeah in there it's like dude you don't fucking do that dude you're fucked now you know i like how they would just do that and not think there was gonna be any I mean, like dude, consequences that's like some fucking running man shit yeah. i mean like the running man it's like like what's what's next yeah. dude where are we going it's so fascinating that we've gotten to this point and i feel like you guys with jackass have definitely you know we're at the precipice of putting us on this path to just like nothing is beyond uh consumption of of just like what people uh, are thresholds for not only pain, but just like what we want to go through. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much you, you can like, like credit jackass for that, but reality uh, TV. Yeah. Reality TV is a little bit of a different deal. I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's fascinating, dude. It, it's it's yeah, 60 days in Would, uh, <laughs> 60 days in, dude. Yeah. That's like, fucking, uh, that's my, that's the funniest guy I saw in jail that day too. And it was weird. Cause he knew Brent Morton, because you, you have all day to talk. He, you just get brought to jail in the clothes you're in. So he was in Bugs Bunny pajama pants with Tweety Bird slippers. And we're in there with murderers. They just throw you in with everybody. There's gang. The cage opened up and these two guys go in and he goes, fuck this shit. I'm going to jail for seven fucking years. And we're just like, oh, God. Like, it's a bad day. And this guy, he got on the phone with his wife and started crying. It was just great. And they looked at him like, dude, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna die. You need to toughen up. Yeah, the first person, I don't even know who I would call when I got in there. I guess... 
on you season play- one, they <clears throat> had this one dude. And then on season two, they had that dude's wife. <laughs> they took turns. Oh my God. Dude, yeah. Think about being that kid. I mean, dude, like it's. Their kid was in juvie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're divorce lawyers in season three. <laughs> is, yeah. uh, is, have you, you haven't been on the road in a minute, have you? Oh, no, yeah, I, I am. I just only do shows on Fridays and Saturdays now. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I don't That's like do it. Yeah, like the Thursday through Sunday deal was like it's just too much. Yeah, now, now I got my girl. Yep. So this way, when I am out, I'm still at home in my bed four nights a week. It's awesome. Yeah. And I go out like two or three weekends per month, but I am gonna get a little lighter. Probably, you know, we'll see the, oh, the rest. Of the, eh, I don't know that I'm too concerned about that, but but there's like what what happens the rest of the year is a little up in the air. Hey guys, it's Adam Ray taking a quick break from the podcast to tell you about BetterHelp. Now look, life is full of ups and downs. There's always something that can get in the way of our happiness and you need some way to talk to, right? I know for me, with my own issues in life, uh, whether it's career-oriented, family drama, having somebody to talk to helps and I don't feel like burdening friends uh, or significant others with that info, okay? You need somebody with a neutral playing field and someone with a clean slate to come in and listen to what's going on with you and that's what BetterHelp is for. I've used them. They're phenomenal. What they are, okay, is um, is a online counseling resource, okay? Video chatting, texting. <clears throat> it's basically connecting with a professional counselor. Um, again, somebody that uh, is unbiased and coming in uh, that is a, uh, a professional to help guide you with whatever's going on in your life. Uh, privately online, okay, so it's convenient. You can do it at your own schedule, all right, at your, out of your own home, which is great. A lot of these places, you know, you need to go somewhere. It, it takes time out of your day. Maybe it's too far away to go to where you really want to get to. This is out of the comfort of your own home. Uh, you can schedule a video or phone session plus chat and text with your therapist uh, who are all licensed and specialized in things like depression, stress, uh, anger, uh, LGBT matters, grief, relationships, sleeping, trauma, uh, anxiety, uh, family conflicts. I know I've dealt with a lot of that in the last few years. Anything you share with them is confidential. Uh, It truly is uh, a pretty phenomenal uh, resource that they've created. And these counselors, uh, there's over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists uh, across all 50 states. And uh, four communication modes, again, text, chat, phone, and video. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, um, request a new one. No additional charge because it's all about finding somebody that relates to you, you feel comfortable with, uh, sharing the info that uh, you'd like to get some help on. Uh, It's available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule your video and phone sessions, generally a week out, um, which is, you know, great. I think that's enough time for everybody to get their shit in order. Uh, And there's a broad expertise in the network, which um, may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify, which is huge. Uh, Again, it's secure, convenient, professional, and um, and affordable, uh, which is kind of the biggest thing a lot of people can't scrounge together the uh, the, the coin to to get, even get this type of help but it's super affordable and best of all right now ALN listeners that's right you guys if you need help you need somebody to talk to in any of those areas I mentioned depressed stress sleeping trauma family uh, anxiety um, go to betterhelp.com slash about last night uh, and simply fill out a question there and uh, you can get 10% off uh, your uh, your order that's that's huge 
betterhelp.com slash about last night. <clears throat> Fill out the questionnaire that helps them assess what kind of help you need and what kind of counselor you're going to love and uh, and start getting the help that uh, that we all deserve. That's betterhelp.com slash about last night to get 10% off your first order um, and start connecting and living better, you know, because that's what it's all about. All right. Back to the episode. What is this uh, new hour like uh, consisting of? What are well, I'm still doing the bucket list one. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, good. I'm still doing the bucket list one. I got to come see that lover. live. When I've is been, it going to be local? I was just at the Ice House in Pasadena, and I have um, the Ontario Improv. I'll come to that. Uh, th- this weekend, I'm uh, at the Hard Rock in Sioux City, Iowa. Nice. The following weekend, I'm in Phoenix at Copper Blues. Nice. The weekend after that, I'm in the Ontario Improv. Okay. And this is for people that don't know the multimedia. It, yeah, it's the bucket list tour, yeah. and like you know, the 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 first show I toured with stand up was like okay, let me. It was it was all like stories, total storytelling, and I would like just really lean into the blue stuff, like yeah. where it was just like okay, like yeah, fuck yeah, like you know all, all the groupie sex stories. Yeah. Like one time, like I had like three chicks at the same time, and yeah. it was just like a hilarious the Lindsay Lohan coke story. The Lindsay Lohan's Coke story came on the second, um, second hour. In, incarnation, yeah, the yeah, second sorry. hour. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so the first one was like, okay, it's just storytelling. I'm, I'm just doing stand up. you know, and, and it's like, a good way to segue into it, by the way, too. talk about what, you know, stuff that's going to be like, sure. That people probably want to hear. I mean, I, I, I felt like good about it, yeah. you know, and, uh, I, I was green and whatever. It's all good. But then on the second, when I put the second show together, um, it, one night I just fucking my head exploded while I was on stage. I thought, oh my God, like all these stories that I'm telling, like for the most part, like all happened on camera. So what if like I shoot the special and then in post-production edit the footage in so that it's multimedia so that as you're watching me tell the stories doing yeah. stand up, like interstitially cut in is the footage to illustrate the yeah, stories. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I started like regularly filming my, my shows and then on my own, like in the edit, like starting to cut the footage in to see what it, and it worked. It totally worked. And by the virtue of the fact that I was filming my performances and actually watching them, cause like a lot of standups, they don't want to watch themselves do stand up. No. You know, it's, worse. it's so uncomfortable. Even re-listening to sets is a fucking bummer. You're like, I know dude, it's so like. uncomfortable, but, but because I had this thing I was so excited about, it forced me to edit because I'm editing the footage into it. So I was forced to study the footage of me doing stand-up and like I just noticed all of these things. Yeah. Like, oh fuck, it drives me nuts how I do that. And like it was the the progression in my performing was sped up so much. You were watching the game tape and getting better. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I couldn't have been more grateful for it. But still I was living in the past. Yeah. You know, I was like I'm just, and, and it, it became clear to me at a certain point, like, okay, now like how much am I gonna rehash like history and like live in the past yeah. like back in the glory days like this is sort of a track to where like it's gonna like just get fucking depressing yeah. so fuck that like i gotta get out of the past and create like new shit and and for me i was like okay so i mean i'm already in love with the multimedia you know like i'm, I'm in love with the way that works but well, what that's is, how you started but let me bring the footage on the road now, not like just deal with it in post-production. So I set out to do all of these new things, which I call the bucket list. And they're like, 
just the bottom of the barrel, gnarliest fucking ideas, which I never thought were gonna fucking happen. Like jacking off in the airplane, yeah. you know, and falling out of an airplane while I'm blowing a load. <laughs> yeah. With with a dude strapped on my back. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a real kicker. Yeah. yeah. Might have done it with a girl on the back. Yeah, that's I mean that like it's pretty high level stuff. Dan Bilzerian yeah. did that. Dan yeah. Bilzerian. Yeah. <laughs> we should call that the Bilzerian. Yeah. He, did, he, he did the whole like uh <laughs> group sky. <laughs> they all met up and held hands and blew their nose. They put um, cocky. Is that yeah. in the Guinness Book of World Records anywhere? Like, I mean, dude, I, it should be. I've been snubbed by Guinness fucking time and time again. <laughs> Those two pages are stuck and, together. Yeah. So, so, yeah so, so it's so exciting. I just took a year off from touring, like after I taped the last special, and like just filmed these bits and like and and like developed the stories of the bits and worked on them, you know, like almost simultaneously. Yeah. And so the way that the bucket list act where it's a stand up show, but after each bit, then I screen the footage. So it's like it's it's uh intermittently screening clips. People love it, yeah. Dude, it's footage that's like so fucked up, like me blowing a load, falling out of an airplane. Yeah. Like you can't put it in anywhere. Well, dude, think <laughs> you know, think about like, the amount of stories people tell or you're on the receiving end of that you're like, fuck, I wish I could see, like right. I right. immediately get a uh, an and inside it, look. What, what's what's exciting for me is just that like, I don't make shit up, you know, there's no fiction in my story. So I tell these like absurd, implausible stories and then I screen the footage and it's all there. That's amazing. You know, it's like pretty, in some cases, like it, it serves less to actually you know, let the footage tell the story. In other cases, I tell the story and then when the footage matches up to the, so what I just you told watch them. people's reactions. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And uh, and the the format is fucking awesome. I like it, it's like yeah, it's, it's super like original. A, it's like a jackass premiere kind of a deal yeah. and a stand up show and then like the meet and greet after. So yeah, I love it. And the the worst thing is that I'm like, okay, dude, I'm te fucking terrified now because everything is so high level. Like and like, there's just like, what do I what do I fucking do after this? Yeah. Like, and I've been really like really terrified of like how am i going to follow this up and of course you know when you it just you find it yeah you find it and, and then that's you... been the story of my entire fucking career yeah and now like like uh gradually i've mapped out the follow-up hour like which um I, i'm picturing is called uh steve-o's gone too far tour <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know? it's almost like, like high level lowbrow there's something there too oh, right? okay. yeah. yeah sure yeah. like dude like i'm talking about straight up like way too far <laughs> like there's nothing i'm not even fucking with it unless it's like way too far like some david blaine type shit for comedy like I don't want to give everything away, but like uh, you know, like there's <laughs> flying a plane while jerking off while a guy. No, like like uh, <laughs> I, I'll tell you one thing that because because the, it's important that it be thematic as well. Yeah, you know, like it, when I come out on stage the bucket list tour, my first joke is I'm in this fucking fucked up situation. I'm Steve O in my forties. Yeah, you know, and it's like like oh wow, like you think about it like. It's funny and it's like kind of true. You yeah. Know? And it's like so. Everyone feels like they grew up with you. Right. And I'm like, you know, like it, it, me in my 40s, I say it can only go one of two ways. Like I stop doing the dumb shit I'm known for or it has to get so fucked up because the bar is just <laughs> that high. Yeah. You know, and like, let's face it, I'm running out of time before it gets creepy to watch me do the shit. So <laughs> yeah. 
I'm on, I don't know though. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah. But uh, so I'm on the hurry up program to just try and knock out everything. You, you at know? 75 doing this could be when it really just goes George, through the roof. The George Burns of the nutcake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We never had right. one. Is right. he wearing the makeup from the original movies? No, that's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How about the big Steve 5 when you turn 50? That could I mean, be a movie. You know, it's like Steve yeah. in my 40s gets a big laugh. Steve in my 50s, I don't know if that's as funny. But <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> Depends on what you're wearing. Right. But, but so, so the, the, that's like the premise of it. And cool. like, and uh, the, the, what, what ties through the whole bucket list show is that I'm now engaged. You know, yeah. like uh, I've, I've got a fiance. Yep. And like, it it's is amazing. You guys are fucking so Well, thank you. Together. It's, it's, it's like inconceivable that these stunts I carried out for the bucket list show that I went out and filmed like with the fucking, you know, having general anesthesia drugs administered into an IV while I'm riding a bicycle, you know, (laughs) (laughs) which was so fucking illegal. (laughs) So truly fucking gnarly. And like, oh and like, I mean, across every, <laughs> everything across the boards is so fucking high level on this bucket list tour that like for me to have done all these things, which I did, there's no way it couldn't have like serious implications on my relationship, you know? So the through line is, and the first bit is like how I knew my girl was the one, yeah. you know, when I filmed a simple bit where like, I don't know how it didn't happen before, but like the shit hit the fan, you know, like none of my buddies ever none of us ever shit on a fan (laughs) and so like i fucking didn't shit for three days i took all these laxatives you know i got a crew i'm thinking that i got the fan pointed straight up i think everything's gonna fall out and come straight back up and i'm gonna be like "Ah," you know and like it came out like and just like flew sideways and i got these people standing around everyone's running for their lives <laughs> except for my girl <laughs> she fucking stood there and took it <laughs> and i'm like that's the one <laughs> so that's how i knew she was the one and then i'm like you know with the biggest conflict that we had was like when uh you know and and then i knew that we resolved the conflict when she helped me with the bit yeah and then you know then moving on from there and like now we're we're like uh you know we now we're engaged you you can't commit to spending your life with somebody unless you agree on the kid question yeah and neither of us want any part in that wow so in order to promote spay and neuter because we both love animals so much like and we don't want to have kids like I filmed the oldest idea on my bucket list, which was the vasectomy Olympics. <laughs> like, which is the one is that, that in Beijing in 2028. And that's the clip in the show where routinely full grown men fucking faint. They fucking fall unconscious. And the worst part about it is that a lot of them, they feel woozy because they see, you know, before they feel woozy and they're like, Oh dude, I got it. They get up and walk to the bathroom and they fucking faint while they're standing and hit their head and shit. What? I've had more people taken away from my fucking show on a stretcher in an ambulance because they fucking like fainted, fell like seizures, like whatever. Wait in the it, crowd. On the yeah. hundred percent. Sh- okay. Got it. Got it. And like not, I don't know if it's more cities than not after but, seeing the vasectomy. 
The You've really cultivated two. a vibe. On the, yeah. yeah, you play a video. Of, yeah, yeah. Okay, after after cool. every bit, I got screen it. the footage of the okay, events taking place. Okay, got it. So, like, dude, there's like every show I do, plastered all over the fucking venue, the showroom, are legal waivers, like fucking buy entering. <laughs> da, da, da. Like, fuck Which has got to just and make I, people more excited I, to walk in. Dude, and I warn motherfuckers to the show. I'm like, dude, like, you're going to see some one. stuff. You're going to see some stuff. Wait, and, what's going down? in the like where i don't know if i've ever well, seen I, okay i heard a joke when i was a kid and the joke was what is the definition of macho it's a man who jogs home from his own vasectomy and, and i heard it when i was 12 i was in seventh grade and i was 12 and i didn't know what a vasectomy was but i fucking wanted to be macho so i never forgot that joke and then i went on to write and it was like oh dude jog I'm going to do way more than jog. And I had like an idea to like run through an obstacle course and climb over, <laughs> like, climb over fence, yeah. like sit in a, uh, sit in a chair and have like a stripper, put a balloon on my lap and jump and dive and pop the balloon. Oh, oh my God. I actually, it was way funnier having my buddy Chris Pontius <laughs> do the balloon, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but I went bareback horseback riding in my gown straight out of the procedure, like around, oh. this, <laughs> like, <laughs> around this big track to a fucking kids party. <laughs> which is like like hence the balloon yes for the fucking party balloon and, popped yeah. it, popped it. and then it had a, had a destination and and then they dressed me up as a as a, a fucking human pinata and hung me up down by my feet before i had a whole fucking crew of kids fucking whack me in the balls with uh, a stick <laughs> and, and uh and 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 we got in like we, video of all this oh yeah and then at the the end of the video like you see you see the procedure then you see two minutes later and i do the fucking double back thing where i catch my dick and balls truly the, the greatest i've seen it twice live i won't unsee it i did that greatest. two minutes after my vasectomy was over and like in a and in a, a fucking like like hospital waiting room with all the you know? yeah. It's what great. are your insurance premiums yeah. like? And then and then uh, and then so there's two minutes later, and then there's two hours later, and that's where two hours later I get on the horse, and then the balloon and the kids party, and then there's two days later, and you see my balls like they're fucking like the 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 bit it pays off. It's not that they're huge; it's that they're purple. <laughs> I like that you use, use word pays That's pays a great t-shirt, by the way. And yeah. balls ain't prints. big. This is purple. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the bit super pays off, and it's really fun and funny. It, like, a vasectomy doesn't sound funny, but I'm really proud of it. That's amazing. And I think there's only going to be more uh, ways and ideas for you to come up with stuff to to keep uh, stacking well, the chips well, that's, on. The, the thing about, like, what I, for me, it's all about punctuating like actual things that are like my situation in life with with bits you know like with my girl like and i've got these bits and it's my the, the through line is my relationship and yeah. how like you know and so it really connects and, yeah. it, and it all like uh, it all plays out like a love story so like thematically with the gone too far thing like as an example now i'm really approaching 50 like now i gotta go <clears throat> with the colonoscopy. I don't know how old. I've never had one yet. But like Fellas, how old, I've had one. How old do you are you supposed to be? <clears throat> they put you under for it. Right. Okay. But 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 um how old are you supposed to 40. 40. See, I'm 45 right now. Okay. So it's time to film the bit. <laughs> right? So like now I'm like I'm actually got to think about like fucking like mid, real middle age shit, you yeah. know? And so this is where I'm, where I'm at in life. And so this is what the material is. Gotcha. And like, I, I think that most guys going to get the colonoscopy are like, the last thing they want is a fucking sh something shoved up their butt. 
And they're like, this is like an issue for them. Yes. And I'm going to be like the one guy, like I know that the doctor is going to be like, I'm going to be the only patient who's ever said to him, like doctor, like if, like how far can we push it? Like how much, <laughs> like how much can, can we fit up? Yeah. There? How you many know, cameras? How, like what's, what's the limit for what we can get up there? And like, how do I reach that limit? How like, can I train, stretch? Like, what are the health risks involved? And I can only imagine, I got to stop giving away my material, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like butt kegels. Like, how right. can you. People right. are definitely going to steal this idea, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but, um, but like, and, and I can only imagine the doctor is going to, going to be like, dude, no, like totally not. Okay. Like, like, uh, do it in public. And, and, and so, so <laughs> in I, he's, he's, he's going to be like, no, this is not like uh okay. Total health risks. It's not, I'm just going to, and I'm going to be like, nope, I, my mind is made up and I'm going to, so I've gone to the wrong fucking person for, for advice. So then the next, the, as the bit plays out, then I'll be like, Okay, now I'm gonna go like me. Like, who's the biggest star in gay porn? I don't know any of them, but I need to know like who who gets their asshole pounded the hardest in all of gay porn. There's got to be a guy. Got to be a guy. Know? There's got to be a guy. Got to be a guy. And so I'm gonna meet that guy and like be like, okay, dude, like, how do I prep? Coach me. <laughs> how do I prep? Like, how hard to get your asshole pounded? Like, what? I've seen the videos with the arm. There's the arm thing and the pink sock comes out. Is it bad to be? You've never seen that? No. It's called prolapse. I didn't like I'm anal pro <laughs> anal prolapse is where your whole fucking asshole like comes out ah, and like you've never seen that no <laughs> your whole it's called a pink but I've sock. seen Shanghai Nights twice pink in the theaters <laughs> it's called a pink sock where your Same whole thing. asshole comes out oh. and it's like and it's like a full arm's length you know like I want to stand know. up I, right now I don't I, I, I said, <laughs> Knoxville texted me a, a video of it like a long time ago oh. and like it's something else like I don't know if that's a bad situation to be in but I'm going to find out you what know? what <laughs> You're asking I, all the I, right was, questions. I was talking to Tony Hawk on uh, on our podcast we did yesterday about being at the Oscars. Yeah. And, like I've never been but like I I like I always thought like if I did win an Oscar that I would be the only guy to ever just drop his drawers and fucking shove it up his ass on stage. You're know, <laughs> almost guaranteed to win one now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Academy, find a role for Steve-O. Put it in two lines. Yeah. I know, but the thing is, I've I've tried it. Like, uh, one, one year, you bought one of those Hollywood I bought, yeah, souvenirs? Yeah. I bought one at the fucking souvenir store. Like best dad Oscar? And I did, 100% I did. And I got the largest size that they have. Did the guy when you, when, you, when, you, when you sold it to you be like, you're not going to shove this up your ass, right? <laughs> Dude, I could not get past the head. Like, I got the head, but the shoulders are fucking... You know, some broad shoulders. Those are broad shoulders. That's dude. the new Head and Shoulders commercial, right yeah. there. Those are those are broad shoulders, oh, and geez. and like uh, so, I got to fucking train. Like I'm not there yet. Okay, I'm, like, I'm not there yet. And then and I told Tony Hawk too that like the only like the, I don't I know I'm never gonna win an Oscar. So the so what I have to actually do is figure out somebody who I know or can meet who has won an Oscar who's just cool like that. <laughs> somebody who's yeah. got two. That <laughs> Tom Hanks, if you're listening, Denzel, or Brad Pitt. Here's the real kicker: Meryl Streep. <laughs> what Fuck it, if Meryl Streep gifted you I, a trophy, multiple shoving your asshole. But I, I like, uh, and, and, and I'm, I know I'm probably burning the bridge by even throwing it up. But, but if, if I had to guess, like the closest person that I know who has an Oscar, who like. It is it's Juicy J from Three Six Mafia, and I don't even think oh, that yeah. that's very likely. Wait, 
Wasn't Brad Pitt in one of the Jack movies? <laughs> he's got two. No, he's yeah. got oh the director one. Yeah, first one, right? Well, we no, have the director, got, producer one. Yeah, he doesn't want I, that anymore. Now he wasn't yeah, the actor yeah. one. I, I, wonder, I mean, it's probably never going to happen. But but maybe it doesn't need to be. That's part of the base. Yeah, it's it. all it's all thematic. Yeah, it's all like you know, got to be like crazy absurd, and it's got to culminate in like some kind of fucking like staggering, unbelievable accomplishment with my asshole. We don't you know. Go, you're you're taking. I got to go way too far. <laughs> I gotta go way too far. You're treating it like, I mean, in the straight, you know, origins of comedy where you're peeling back the banana, the onion, and asking more questions of like, if this is true, what else? Right. And keep discovering sure. and revealing. You're doing that in this world, which is right. why it's always it, uh, been so funny and effective. And, and it, like when I got into stand up, it represented like, you know, a, a departure, you yeah. know, like I'm doing something different now. And I'm trying to establish myself as a stand up comedian. Yeah, and what I like was to Parker? Think, yeah. I like to think that I did, I did that. You know, I mean, it's it's like a huge benefit that I came into stand up with a, a built in audience, huge. you know, with a name. Yeah. But how many people have done that? And then it didn't work out a lot. You know, like so I, I and I took it seriously. I really worked at it. And I cared about, you know, putting on a good show. So here I am, like three hours later, you know, like all the like around the circuit, however many times. And so, like, I, I've, I've succeeded. But like. As it's progressed, like my worlds have converged. Yeah. So now it's like multimedia, and now it's like whoa, like new stunts and like stand up, and like so it's so exciting for me to be in that position. Um, would you have time for? Uh, we have a, <clears throat> a segment in the show. Multimedia. Speaking of multimedia, speaking of multimedia, and this could maybe spark some ideas for you for something. But we have a segment on the show called Wait, uh, <laughs> huh? Where we basically break down uh, stupid-ass stories uh, that, that don't get all the uh, the uh, national news attention. Mark, if you can pull up number one. And this first one actually is for you, Adam. I want you, you are personally, uh, uh, you personally have to answer for this. Right. Screen this flag. right here. Hit up. Oh, hold on. Yeah. yeah, perfect, actually. Good. Adam, you have to answer for this one right here. You mind explaining this right here? Um, We've got to talk about Russell Wilson's new hair. Yeah, dude, I think. There, um, there's actually not a way to full screen this one. <laughs> Can, uh, you did know, you see this yesterday? No. Look, I think what Russell Wilson does with his head is his business. I think Sierra's definitely. Yeah, I, it took me a while to get around to noticing Russell Wilson's hair. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just like that. That you know, and it's. It, I'm allowed to say it. That's a hot chick. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Yeah, that's Sierra, yeah. right? And actually, uh, I she, Go ahead. I, I don't know. You make a certain amount of money. I think he's got a I like lot of yes men around him. I think, huh? I like the way it looks, but he's taking a lot of shit for this. Yeah, of course, dude, because he's, look at the pose. He also does, when they go on vacation, they do photo shoots, you know, like, you know, like behind, you know, rocks and Cabo and shit. Also, he's just a little bit more. He's getting his eyes into it, too. Like, he's taking on the character right here. Yeah, dude, he looks like this guy, Jawad, that used to cut my hair at Supercuts. <laughs> he's still on the Seahawks? Yeah. Did they get to the playoffs? Yeah, we uh, were a game away from the NFC Championship this last year. Uh, how about that? Not with that haircut. Yeah, so no, I you think said what he's doing. we. So you're a Seahawks guy. Oh, yeah. I'm one of those fans that goes, we won the Super Bowl. I drank right. 12 beers at halftime. I helped us run the ball better. Okay. <clears throat> and then I, yeah. found, I did not know that. I think there's when we found Steve-O's soulmate right here. And I think maybe you guys have seen this this week. Man, you guys keep it fucking obnoxiously cold in here. Like, I don't know what's worse. Like, how bad I have to Or how fucking cold I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Did yeah, you, that's a, that's a, an upsetting one right there. What yeah, is this? She's a stripper pole. She goes all the way to the top. Wait, yeah. keep it playing. The Holy commitment, shit. The commitment to the craft. I've never seen anything she like that. <clears throat> if only Owen Hart could have done that. Uh, was that was that a, a super bad joke? No, it was a uh, uh, it was a pretty dark wrestling joke. He fell from the rafters for, for a <laughs> did WWF stunt. Yeah, yeah, he, oh, he died. died. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that was bad. Now, how? Far- <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot, Sandy. We already got yeah, the Scientology thanks. reference. Where we killed thanks you. Thanks a lot, Ari. Oh, yeah, wrestling. <laughs> Wait, how high? Fifteen feet. What would you do if you were at a strip club and saw this happen? Would you? Would you, is your reaction to jump up and help, or is it to? Go, God, I hope she's professional enough to keep twerking. I mean, I'm not the guy on the plane. Fucking when they say, is there a doctor on the plane that comes running over? And I'm not like, I mean, you know? yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure how much. Uh, that looks like a 25-foot fall. Whoever, nah, that wasn't 20 15 feet. feet. That was like 12. Whoever does come and help is the maybe, epitome maybe of Captain like Save-A-Ho. It's actually like 10 feet. That wasn't it. Okay, that's not bad. Okay, that's like going up for a dunk and just falling off. Yeah, no, I mean it depends how you land. She she landed on her hip. That that uh, you know will result in a hipper. But as you saw, she was able to continue her routine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. if you were to ask me if that was some you know like a guess what happens next, I, twerking and continuing the performance would not be one of my guesses. She broke her jaw. <laughs> there was a follow up. Right. She, oh, she no, I, I was. Her. I was stoked on that. So those are always the top uh, in the top, and and I mean, you always bring something special and different yeah, I, at the time too. I appreciate that. You're, man. you're not. You're never. Uh, and this is it's in, it's inspiring actually, honestly, because the amount of uh, self creating that you have to do in this business and and be self sufficient on your own, not with just ideas, but like with with content, but like um and and following through on it. You know what I'm saying? The amount yeah. of I'm sure we all in this room collectively yeah. could name a bunch of people that go, I'm gonna do this. You gotta be a doer. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a doer for sure, man. I don't know uh, where you got that from, but it's uh, you I, I, commit yeah. fully, and that is not an easy thing to do. I've got work ethic. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yeah, I got work ethic, and I, I like to consider myself uh, a pretty good podcast guest in general. Yeah, you're great, dude. And so, and again, I've become what I hate, man. Like, uh, I fucking hate people asking me to be on podcasts. Now I got to ask people to be on mine. But hey, like, the most popular shit I put on YouTube is stories, yep. you know, story videos yep. with the footage illustrating the stories. My career on tour, like stories with the videos illustrating the stories. Like, man, I don't know. Like, um, the the podcast makes sense. Like, uh, I mean, and I feel like it's going to be just a ton of fun. If the Tony Hawk one yesterday is oh, any yeah. indication from that trailer you showed us, I think it's going to crush. You know, you I, I, all these yeah. people I haven't seen on podcasts before either. I've got two like real proper full length ones in the can: Doctor Drew and Tony Hawk. And uh, I've got a, a, a sizable list of uh, people who I'm going to annoy with that fucking awful question. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just make a little pitch video for the show and then just send yeah. it to everybody. Right. I mean, I sent him a picture of the RV and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll bring it to you, you say no to this. in and out. Do you uh, want to have a segment on your podcast where we bring random Wheel of Fortune clips at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. How does that work on the? Uh, you're not video only, are you? You're also on uh, yeah, audio, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the point in fucking clips on the audio version? What's that? What's the point in having the clips on the audio version? Great question. <laughs> I think that's how we end it. <laughs> I love you, dog. I love you, Steve. 